Welcome to Opinion Havers, a movie podcast for Giancarlo, Giancarlo, what's his name? Giancarlo Esposito. Is that his name? A movie podcast for Giancarlo Esposito's chest. I'm Cody. And I'm Tyler. Tyler, what movie did we watch? We watched Last Holiday. Let me ask you a follow-up question to that. Did you watch the Queen Latifah one or the one with or the one from 1950? Which one did you watch? Well, that's why I'm asking you. Which one did you watch? Giancarlo Esposito's in both, right? So it's hard <laughs> <Yeah>. to say. <laughs> he, I mean, he is a Hollywood's residential Brazilian vampire. Yeah. So obviously I watched the 50s one. Which one did you watch? Well, I watched the 2006 one. So oh. All right. well, let's get it should be it. good. Yeah. We should be ready to go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ah, oh, Tyler, do you wanna do you wanna give the good people a little rundown of what the uh, what uh, last holiday is all about? Oh, Cody, I would love to. Okay, Cody, let me tell you, we we uh, you come in on this lady. She's it's classic, right? She's uh she's from Narlins, right? With you know, and she's down there. She's mm-hmm. a retail associate. You know, she's out here doing yeah. her stuff. She's eating her lean cuisine. Um, yeah. <laughs> and Emerald Lagasse is the biggest thing in the world. You know, we all remember uh, it, right? And yeah, uh, oh, whoopsies. Oh boy, the you know third set you so you know sketchy doctor using a sketchy machine sells her. You're out of here. You got ten hours. You kick the bucket, right? <laughs> Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then she goes on a rampage of fun and adventure. <laughs> all right. And uh, a know? holiday rampage. A holiday rampage it. with Giancarlo Esposito, who's there at the same time that she is. And uh, she she just shows the world his chest. Hey, I, I need... dare you to poke a single hole in that rundown. <laughs> Obviously, I can't. And, um, you know, can you believe this movie came out like right around when Breaking Bad was starting? And I mean, how upset are you that like Breaking Bad never gave us Sean Carlos jest? You know, that's the real that's the real crime here. Here's the thing, Cody. I watched the beginning of Breaking Bad and then I watched the last episode. So I know Perfect. all of Breaking Bad. All right. John Sounds Carlos like my strategy with Game of Thrones. Yeah. And I tell you. I feel the same way that you probably felt about Game of Thrones. You know, I got it. Everybody's no like, everybody's like, oh, I understand. They're like, oh, man, how did you understand anything? Let me tell you something. If you can't watch that last episode and get the gist of what's happening. Mm-hmm. That's on you. All right. The sh- it's not yeah. like it, the show. Uh, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to say the show's bad, but it's not like. You don't have to be a savant to understand what it's saying here. You know what I mean? Yeah, are we talking Breaking Bad or are we talking Game of Thrones? I'll say both. Game of Thrones yeah. less so mm-hmm. than mm. you know, I Game of Thrones, I stopped okay, Cody, let's get into it. Game of Thrones. Yeah, oh man. They just started a new show, right? They started House of Dragons. So I started watching it. I'm like, all right, let's see what mm-hmm. let's see. Let's see what Platinum Blonde Doctor Who has for me. Okay. So I get into it and I'm like, oh my gosh, they did it. They went in and they're like, hey, we understand that all this stuff, you hated all this other stuff about the show. 
we're going to give you the same world, but with, you know, just better everything. Right. Because here's nice. my thing. I got a hot take for you. I don't think George R. Oh. Martin is a good writer. Oh, no. I don't think he is. Oh, no. Okay? Here it comes. I think he gets he's like, it's all about the realism and nobody's safe. What? But all it what does the, is make what are the Game of Thrones fans called thronies. The thronies are coming for us. Uh, you know, there. Here's the thing. They're saying, oh, anybody can die. Nobody's safe. But then having characters that should die be put into way more dangerous situations and they don't die, just make it doesn't mean that you're realistic. It means the plot armor on those few characters is way more pronounced than anything else. Like a Care Bear movie has less plot armor on their characters than there is on John mm. Sneer. All right. John Sneer <laughs> is the thickest <laughs> plot armor character I've ever seen in my life. All right. And everybody's yeah. like, when are you going to finish these books, George R. R. Martin? I got a salty thing to tell you people. The way the show ends is how the books end. I know that. I, and that's the thing. Hot take. So you're like, oh, but he's got to finish them. I bet he had them closer to done than you would think. And then everybody hated the movie or the shows. And they're like, oh, let's wait for the books. And it's like, who do you think told them how the story ends? They didn't just make it up. He said he told them how it ends. So guess what? Let me, Cody, here we are. I'm about to spoil Game of Thrones for you. Nobody wins. Who wins? The kid that gets pushed out a window in the first episode. That's who wins because yeah. he's, and he's like, they're like, who should be king? Now we have to elect a king, which everybody's like, that's not how it worked. How dare you? Mm -hmm. That's how it worked all the time back in the day. Because guess what? When you overthrow the king, then everybody stands around and says, all right, now who's the king now? And then guess what yeah. they do? They elect them. Do the do the ladies get to elect them? No, Pff, women are real people, Cody. That's what you said to me last weekend. All right. And I agree with it. OK. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so these guys. But here's what happens, Cody. They're all sitting around. They're like, who should be king? And then Bran. Who was gone for 17 seasons or whatever is like. Isn't it obvious? It should be me. And they're like, you're right. <laughs> it should be him. <laughs> And then one person, one group, the Unsullied are like, hold the F up. You guys suck. This isn't how this should have gone down. And then like, what if we send you back to where your leader's girlfriend's from? And then they're like, cool, we'll go there. We'll head out. And then it's like, oh, OK, that's how the show ends, Cody. It's a pretty good show. And then I was like, oh, this new one's doing pretty awesome. It's doing it's not do it. And then they started just killing people. You know, and then they're like, oh, and then you know how they always do the post uh, post thing, the post episode like interview thing where they're like, oh, this is why we ain't done last with the, the oh, creator, yeah. or like the showrunners. So oh. they did. OK, a guy's dying. So he doesn't know who he's talking to. He thinks he's talking to one person. He's talking to a different person. He's like, you have to you have to just, uh, reveal the truth. Or so, I don't remember exactly what he says, but he says something that's real vague. And his, and he's talking to one character, thinks he's talking to another character. But that character's like, I understand exactly what you mean. I have to murder everyone. I assume that's what she's doing. I don't know. I stopped watching the show because I was so upset at that point. Like, I'm like, this is so stupid. They had an entire episode of this dude at like fully aware, setting up the how everything's going to be after he dies. And then he says like one like mumbled phrase as he dies and she's like cool so light all that on fire right 
And I'm just like, I hate this show. I hate this universe. It's so dumb. <laughs> and then in the post episode thing, he's like, so it's really kind of a tragic ending. And I'm like, no, you don't get to decide whether or not your ending is great. And like this great tragic ending. Uh-huh. Like I, Cause it's not anyway, last holiday. That's what we watched. So Queen Latif is in this one. Yeah. And let me tell you, it's all right. You know, I thought it was, uh, it was fine. It yeah. was what it was, you know? Look, this is a wife pick. It's a wife pick. It's a holiday pick. It's the last holiday. You know what? It's on the top 100 movies, Christmas movies on the user-generated IMDb list. It's rounding out the bottom. 100% it is. But you know what? It's there. Tyler, tell me, what's your hot take on last holiday? I mean, I thought it was fine. I think it's in that same group that uh, we talked about uh, the other day when I said, I think this is not a Christmas movie. Yeah, absolutely. I actually would 100% agree with that. Is there anything else we need to say to tee this one up? I mean, obviously, we're going to circle back to more Game of Thrones talk later since that's what the people are here for. But um, as far as the last holiday goes. Nah, I mean, I think we got it. I think it's just Cody, just hop on my hop on my skis, just Straddle these skis. Get on the back, right? <laughs> let's let's yeah. whiz on down to Spoiler Town, USA. All right, let's get on down there. Tell let's talk about it. I mean, do you want to do you want to gift me with a rant first, or do you want me to gift you with the rant? It's the holidays. I'm you in what, I'm in the you? giving mood. You know, I'll give you the gift of this decision. You know what? I'll go first, Cody. I'll do it. You know, I gotta. That's great. Do I need to pull up the the timer app as always? Absolutely. Did it come up on the wrong screen? Yes. But I'm yeah. here and I'm nice. about to tell you about it. All right. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Cody, this movie, let me tell you. Okay, so it's. This is one of those. <laughs> this is one of those movies, right? Where I thought it, I, I was like, oh, I remember what this is. This is such a. This is Okay. No, no, here it is. I got it. This is a Medea movie without Medea. That's what it is. This is a movie that's like you expect Medea to come busting through the wall like Kool-Aid <laughs> man and start stirring stuff up. But there's no Medea, which makes me think this is why Tyler Perry's out here doing the Lord's work. All right. He's out here making these movies fun. All right. Because the movie's not bad. I don't think there's nothing that really makes it bad. The actors are all pretty. They're all the actors all do a good job. They're all like fairly well known for the most part. A lot of the actors are fairly well known. They're good. They do it. They play their characters. They nail their lines. It is a film that is a film. I feel like it's probably I'm going to go out on a limb. I have not read any of this stuff. I'm going to Cody. Look at me. I'm going to tell you, I think this movie is probably set in the same hotel. The Casino Royale is set in. All right. That the set that they use is the same hotel. I don't think they're actually set in the same hotel. I think the building that was used to shoot was the same building. Now you you read all the the stuff, so you know. But I don't know. I'm just saying, where is Medea? That's why I want to know. I just want them to remake this Medea's Last Holiday. You know what I'm saying, Cody? The and speaking of Medea, right? Like you know, I don't want to bring the you know this. You know, I how dare Bailey come with a come at this with not picking a Medea Christmas? Okay, I feel cheated. I feel lied to. I feel. I've, I've I've been smeckledorfed. All right, that's what, and I'm upset about it. Okay, but she goes. She I feel this, Cody. I feel the whole like 
you know, because I, I go through, I'm going through, you know, I'm, I'm out here, I go to work, I come home, I pay my bills, and I'm like, one day, one day we'll do all this fun stuff, you know? And then it's like, when's that day, Cody? One of these days, one of these days, boom, dead. You know, anvil falls from the sky. See, there's planes going over, they're carrying these anvils, and sometimes they just drop one randomly. You know? So you never know when it's coming for you. But one day, boom, you're flattened by an anvil. And then what did you do? You went to work? Every day, you're a coward. All right, you gotta get out there. You gotta commit tax fraud. All right, you gotta overturn <laughs> a third world dictatorship. All right, you gotta live your life to the fullest. Okay, that's what Queen Latifah is trying to tell us. All right, she's out here meeting French chefs, eating their food. How dare you? Let's talk about this. Let's talk about this French chefs. Who is gonna go to these? If you are someone that goes to a place, a restaurant a hotel, whatever, with a world-renowned chef. Like, if you go to Gordon Ramsay's uh, kitchen, you know, like, hotel, not hotel, what does he own? A restaurant. That's what he owns. <laughs> a restaurant. And he, if you go to his restaurant and you say, can I have this with soy milk? I think he deserves to come out there. Like, you deserve to get smacked by Gordon Ramsay, right? He's going to get on a plane from the different country that he's probably in, because he's never probably cooked in most of his kitchens, right? He's going to come to that restaurant and he's going to smack you in the face, all right? How dare you come in and sully his place, all right? And you know what, Cody? I want, you know, I wanted to smack these people. They're out here. It's like the Santa Claus, all right? When they're all in this meeting and they're like, <clears throat> I'll have a salad with no dressing, and only half lettuce. You know, do you have the diet lettuce? No croutons. You know, I'm watching my weight this week. I'm going to no no onions, no tomatoes. That's too much sugar. All right. You, you know, these California, these coastal elites out here just being a bunch of douchebags. All right. That's what I'm saying. You know, but she's like, let's just eat everything. And I feel, you know, do it. Get it. All right. Why well, portion size of these restaurants are like a bean, you know, might as well order it all. You know, I say like, who cares? Live your life. You know, YOLO. That's the story. That's what this is, Cody. This is YOLO. All right. Back in the 19, not back in 1950, they said, you know, what would be a good catchphrase? YOLO. But the world wasn't ready. All right. The world was not ready. Right. And then they came back. Then Queen Latifah's like the world's ready. And then a lot of people died. And then YOLO went away. But it's still alive in our hearts. All right. Now, what do we got? Now we got TikTok because Vine, again, the world wasn't ready. But now we've got the worst version of it, Cody. What's the worst version of YOLO? I don't know. Cody, I don't know. And I'm scared to find out. It's the, it the, you know, Cody, they're out here. It was a CAT scan. All right. It was a CAT scan. That's what they would. Did he sneeze on the machine? Why was it? What, Cody, why? Tyler, I'm going to. I'm gonna cut you off right there. You got you got a lot going there, and I'm real proud of you because uh, I got a lot to say about what you had a lot to say about. <clears throat> I'm gonna start right now. Here's the thing, Gordon Ramsay Hotel. Let's do it. Let's go all in. It is a hotel where all the workers dress like Gordon Ramsay and they berate you. All right, you go up to the front desk and they call you an idiot sandwich and they ask for your reservation number and if you don't have it, he yells at you. I mean, would you not stay there? Everyone there dressed like Gordon Ramsay, the men, the women, everyone at the hotel has the Gordon Ramsay, the blonde, the little blonde, the British blonde hair all fluffed up, you know? I mean, come on. You're telling me you wouldn't stay at that hotel? 
It's like J.D. Bevick's whatever that the restaurant where they yell at you, where they're mean to you. It's like that, but it's a hotel. I mean, come on. Wouldn't you stay there? I would stay there. I'm staying there in my heart and my mind right now. Okay. Number two, obviously you read the trivia, but yes, absolutely. It's the same hotel as Casino Royale. Doesn't I mean, come on. It is. And I'm mad that you got to it before me. It's the same hotel from Casino Royale. Doesn't isn't that amazing? It looks so much worse in this movie, though. Like, it goes to show how important the job of a cinematographer is. is the difference of having, is it Roger Deakins they had? I think they had Deakins. You know, of having a great cinematographer versus like, hey, throw some light so we can see and shoot. You know what I'm saying? Oh, man. Here's the thing. Queen Latifah, she just wants to do, she just wants to be a good person. She showed up to the church choir, and then the preacher just roasts her during practice. And, like, why? He's like, you're singing a little bit too quiet, and he just lays into her for, like, a whole minute. You know? Poor Queen Latifah. Here's the thing. Is she poor? Yes. Is she pinching pennies? Yes. Is she also making chef meals for the the boy that lives next door? but also still buying lean cuisine for herself. What is this model? What is what is her budget? I don't understand how she can afford to be making all this food she doesn't eat, but then also buying lean cuisine, which is not like a good deal. You know what I'm saying? You're buying lean cuisines. It's not saving you money, especially if you're already buying. It only saves you money if you eat the food you cook. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, Let's talk about this scrapbook. Look, we've all done things we're ashamed of. We've all looked back and been like, you know what? I, you know, that was the wrong move. Maybe I made that person feel uncomfortable. And I've been there. But you know what? You're talking about dating or whatever. You know what I've never done? I've never made a fake scrapbook and cut out someone's face and put it on. You know, I've never done that. And even if you have done that, it's fine. You were 12 years old, we understand. What you weren't was a 36-year-old woman doing it. You know what I'm saying? Queen Latifah, well, you're out here making a vision board scrapbook, cutting out fate. It's so creepy. It's a little much. I was on board for Queen Latifah's character until that book came out. And that that threw it back a little bit for me. It made me ask some questions, but it's fine. I mean, let's talk about LL Cool J. He's got a nose for Queen Latifah. He's like, oh, that smell. You know what I'm saying? I had to come here. I got you got that smell, girl. And I wasn't ready for that either. But also, I'm on board with that little cool J. We here's the thing. There are a lot of movies that show up that are like, hey, this person was a rapper, and so was this other person. You know, it's like, so we'll throw them in here. I've never seen a movie where both the leads were rappers turned actors, and I'm all for it. Queen Latifah. LL Cool J, both with successful music careers, now acting in what is not but should be a Tyler Perry movie. How is this not a Tyler Perry movie? You touched on, I'm baffled. It In every which way, it looks like it was a Tyler Perry movie, but it wasn't, and it makes me, I'm still upset about it, okay? That's where I'm at, okay? Queen Latifah, she bumps her head, all right? That's what prompts the casket. She bumps her head on a cabinet, And then LL Cool J is just carrying her like floppy corpse throughout the department store. And I I, I really thought he killed her. I was like, this movie got dark quick. It was like, oh, look, it's a fun little rom-com. No, he killed her. He's trying to stash the body. All right, that's what it looked like. Not only that, LL Cool J carries a body later in the movie as well. All right, LL Cool J, he's a strong man, okay? He is carrying... 
full weight of grown adults left and right. And I don't know how he worked that into his contract, but how did he not become an action star after this? I mean, he, <laughs> it did. I mean, come on. He did it twice in one movie. He also hiked up an entire, an entire mountain. So who is this man? You know what I'm saying? He's not, he does not just work at what's the, he doesn't just work at a store. What's he juicing with? You know what I'm saying? What roids does he have? He's out here. There are performance enhancing substances in his locker at work. Am I crazy? I mean, I'm going to have to cut you off, Cody. Yeah. Tell me how he got so strong. Uh, he's he's got superhuman, cool superhuman smell, superhuman strength. He has gentle eyes. You know, how does he have it all? He, uh, that's just him, you know, that's, that's him doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Oh my goodness. Oh. Well, what more do you need? Yeah. Someone in this movie. Okay. It's the lady. It's the mistress businesswoman. Okay. Right. She's with the guy, the, the evil businessman mm-hmm. who is the mogul. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, my blood pressure's too high. I got to do something to calm it down. You know, he's trying to make a move on his mistress lady. And she tells him to take a cold wash. And <laughs> I need to know the origin of this line. Did she add a little bit? Was the line take a cold shower, but then she said wash, but then they kept it? She says take a cold wash, and I know that because I asked Bailey to confirm what she said, and she was like, take a cold wash. Did you hear that? Did you catch it? Am I crazy? Yes. Take a cold wash, sir. All right, you're getting too excited. Go wash yourself cold. Yeah. Let's talk about my other favorite character, and by that I mean my least favorite character. He is a man who is a base jumping instructor. <laughs> and is he from Prague? <laughs> yes. And are his lips chapped? Also, yes. And does he have adult braces? Absolutely. <laughs> Let me tell you, I have never heard a worse instructor for something so deadly. You know, they're jumping off of a dam, which is curved, and he literally is just like, "Don't jump wrong." Or you will die. <laughs> I was like, hold on. <laughs> but what's the right way to jump? I just heard you say, don't jump wrong. I can't. Oh, I couldn't do it. it. Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? He never explained the right way to jump. Yeah. Like, don't jump wrong. Yeah. Three, two. He also, he, I no. feel like he brought up several times <laughs> that they have, people don't, have died. Don't jump wrong. <laughs> It's like yeah, he did. Nope. He's like, that's how people die. <laughs> Stop. But how do I live? Oh, I love him. He's great. He's awesome. I also hated him. Let's talk about snowboarding. You ever snowboarded, Tyler? No, one second in my entire life. Look, here's the here's what I'm I know from California. about California. Uh, yeah. You snow you go down the snow on a board. And if you're yep. doing it right, you're gonna kill an entire case at Natty Light. <laughs> crash into several trees and then wonder why you're covered in bruises the next day. All right. That's my, uh, as a third party observer, what I know about snowboarding. Uh, I went one, I only went one time and, uh, let me tell you, she got going and this movie's highly inaccurate for one reason only on a hill of that slope. As a beginning snowboarder, you start going a little bit, and it gets out of control way faster. You go about, I would say, at least three, if not five times faster than she was going. 
snowboarding's hard. All right. I was real bad at it. And um, yeah, that's all I got to say. Um, she made it. She did it. She wrestled someone. She rode on his skis. She went through the whole thing. She did it, you know? Yeah. That's all I got to say. Watch out for snowboarding, I guess, is really my, uh, is really my point. Uh, have you seen the video? Here's, I'll tell you about my favorite video online, right? It's a, there's a, there's a whole bunch of them, right? But it's like a dude and he'll be telling you something about snowboarding, right? He's standing there. He's being filmed by another guy. And then in between the cameraman and the host of some, I don't know, something, uh, a man will come, a blur will appear to, and fly between them. And all you will hear is (laughs) screaming, it's too fast. And then another blur will come. It's <laughs> just screaming, Carl. And it's my favorite. <laughs> oh, I saw that one. I uh, I can watch that's it. That's a good one. I've watched it on loop <laughs> for like an Carl. hour before. It's too fast. Carl. <laughs> it's just. What I didn't know is that uh, you can find these two men on their, their exploits in several. So I don't know. Here's what I want to know. Is it several times? Like along one run where these people died at the end or is this something they do and they just have appeared in these videos online by bombing other people's videos because if it's the second one they're heroes and i want I, <laughs> yeah. they need all of the grants <laughs> give them the yeah, national yeah. like endowment for the arts or something you know what i'm saying because they they're yeah. killing it oh uh, yeah no that's great I, I do want to talk about uh, the villain of the movie portrayed by Timothy Hutton. What's his name? It's uh, the character's name is Matthew Cragen. Yep. He's got a book about how to be a winner. And uh, he's on, he bought department stores. He's trying to do his merger. Can we look? I know it was 2006 when this movie came out, which was like a weird time for fashion, you know? Mm-hmm. But. The wardrobe department did him beyond dirty. Like his clothes were so much worse than everyone else in this movie. They really, uh, they really made an uphill bet. Not only his clothes, not only the wardrobe, but also his hair. And then all of a sudden, the last scene, his hair was like normal. I was like, well, I mean, if this was the guy we were going to be talking to, I wouldn't. I would have been on his side the whole time. It was, it was some rough ones. It was like bad suit. Awful shirt, bad tie, and terrible hair. You look bad, sir. You look, you're looking rough. You don't look like a rich dude. You look like, you know, you know, when, you know, like the 14 year old who's like, I'm really killing it at this dance, you know? Yeah. That, that was his look the whole time. Let me tell you something, Cody. I yeah. need you to wash your mouth out with soap for daring <laughs> to besmirch the name of this wardrobe mm. department because I will have you know, Cody. No, there is nothing they could have done to save this man. Timothy Hutton (laughs) is that way. I'm convinced that he comes into every Mm. single role that he plays where he's like, and the wardrobe is like, cool. And, you know, we're going to fix what you're wearing and we're going to get you some good clothes. And the uh, hairstylist, they're going to come over and we're going to fix your hair. And he says, no, I am what I am. And Mm. the ladies love it. Because he's always cast in these roles where it's like, you know, the hot guy, you know, like the guys from uh, from Supernatural that periodically get cast in stuff, not Supernatural as the hot guy because they're two hot guys. He's convinced he's hotter than them. I'm I know this. (laughs) Right. Because he's always cast as like, oh, yeah, I'm the suave 
you know, smooth talking dude that gets laid all the time. And it's like, mm. you look like, like you said, like a 14 year old who just woke up and said, killing it. You know? Yeah. Oh, man. You've definitely got a poster of Charlie Sheen up in your bedroom. That's what I'm yeah. saying. All right. And you're oh, like, dear. I'm winning. All right. And you know what? Enough Coke. And you can, you can definitely think that you're killing it, but you're not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's in a show called Leverage that Tiffany likes. Uh, so I've seen this man and you can ask her mm. uh, pretty much every episode. I'm like, dude, comb your hair, cut it, do something, wear a bag <laughs> over your head, literally do anything. Yeah. Just don't look me in the eye and tell me that you're a hot man when you're not. Oh, well, I will tell you this. He's got he won an Oscar for best supporting actor. So in what? that. All right. The Robert Redford directed film Ordinary People oh, in 1980. So this would disgusting. have been him as like a young man, you know, playing like a teenager, probably. So, you know, I think he was probably good looking when he was a teenager. And he's like, I can keep this going. I don't know if life's been kind to him. I don't know if all the cocaine is, has uh, been kind to him. Put it that I'm, way. Yeah, here's the thing. I'm on Ordinary People. Yeah, his hair... He, I'm, he's like, his hair is, you know, his face hasn't changed, uh, except it's kind of sagged off of his skull a little bit mm. and mm. his hair is just two inches longer, but it's not, he hasn't done it. It's the exact same. It's just slightly longer. Oh man. That's it. Well, we're here. Let's just talk more about so, how much he sucks and how I wish he wasn't <laughs> no, in no, stuff. No. I was, well, it's, it's funny that he's in a show that. Tiffany lights. Cause I was scrolling through his IMDb trying to find something. I was like, surely I've seen this man before. And I'm trying to like recognize something he's in and I, I can find nothing. So you ever seen the show leverage? Well, <laughs> man, no. may I suggest to you leverage? No, it's no. uh. let me tell you about leverage, Cody. Oh, here we go. Leverage is a show about people that they try to get leverage. That's how he says it. He's like one word. Leverage. And then he gets, mm, does like a CSI-esque no. opening. Uh, oh. CSI Miami, to be clear. Yeah. It's a very different vibe. Um, and so imagine all those crime shows and stuff. It's like, imagine if Ocean's Eleven was made by a bunch of like film students. Nice. With like European actors doing American accents. <laughs> That's what the show is. <laughs> And it's fun, you know. I mean, it's a fun yeah. time sometimes, but it's not a good show. Oh, th this is kind of a deep cut. Like twelve years ago, SNL did this sketch, and it was like a Norwegian theater acting troupe that were doing like a showcase thing. And it's like they perfected their New York accents for this scene, and it's supposed to be like a Fred Armisen playing a Norwegian man doing a perfect New York cop accent, except it's they're all awful. Um, that's what it makes me think of. And Cody, oh, no, 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 I got it. I got it. No, no, here we go. Here's where it's going to get you. Here we go. Yeah. Here's what's going to get you. Okay. Oh, yeah. Do you remember Hawkman in Black Adam? <laughs> yeah. A beautiful man. Can we agree on that? Yeah. He was in Leverage. No. He's the tech whiz. Was he the leverager? No, no. Oh. And, and let me give let me give you another detail. Timothy Hutton, the one that we've talked about not liking, it's in there. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Um, 
his character that these criminal masterminds recruit to because they're like we need a mastermind we need someone that can plan these heists that can direct our skills because they're the best of the best of every like corner of the the white collar criminal right nice you want to hazard a guess of what this man's profession was what what skill set was he bringing you're right he was an insurance agent an insurance (laughs) investigator all right, so uh-huh. he investigated. Also, their main villain, the guy that kept coming back, you know, their Lex Luthor, Will Wheaton. You nailed it, Cody. Otherwise known as Siphon or whatever. I don't remember. Uh, he's in that one thing. <sighs> I watched a lot of this show. It's fun, but it's bad. Just uh, know it's bad. And yeah, it's all I could see. You know? Well, yeah. I mean, look, looping back. All right, try. I I'm yeah. running out of notes about the plot of this movie, but um, she you? goes for it. And I will look. I'll say this: I had a few genuine laughs during this movie. Yeah. I giggled a few times. And um, oh, I do have a beef. Let's talk about this. Okay. The payout. If you bet money in roulette, right? And you bet on a single number. Yes. And you hit that number four times in a row. Right. And, you know, they're like a high roller place. So, I mean, she right. would have been like a millionaire, right? Yeah, I think she got Except four million crowns. Crumbles. <laughs> they were like 3.4 million crowns. I was like, she did it. She's a millionaire. And they're like, that's $100,000. I'm like, 35 to I one. I thought you were a group of people that would not be impressed by $100,000. Anywho, I was very upset. Am I crazy? No, you're not crazy. What's the payout? It is 35 What's to 1. It's a roulette payout for 30, 35. So if you bet a dollar 35 to 1, you win, you get $35. So they're a high roller let's place. Do some math. So you got let's say you $1000, then you go $35,000. And then that times 35, then that times 35. You're looking at I mean, you're looking at like $42 million, right? Yeah. She bet 1000. So she All bet 100 right, cr- crumbles. And made four point two million rumbles, which is a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, why are you in this country where your the currency seems to be worth less than toilet paper? <laughs> and this is supposed to be like know. this fantastic receipt retreat location. I got questions. Anyway, so that bugged me. I mean, she went four for four, or was it three for three? It was a lot. Right? Uh, yeah, it was three or four. One of those two. Uh, Whatever. Yeah. So there's that. I mean, yeah. So that, but it's fine. You know, it's fun. It's one of those things where it's like, look, she's a woman of the people. She's going to talk back to the richies. You know, she's going to be nice to people. She's going to get hers. She did all of it. She made friends with the famous chef played by, what's his name? Gerard Depardieu. That his name? It sounds right. And um, it's kind of funny. When he first popped up, I was like, this is an upsetting caricature of a French chef. And by the end, I was like, this is a delightful performance. Oh, he's the best. In yeah, fact, I no, saw he a thing. really won me over. I saw when he was like dipping his finger and stuff and, and sucking on his finger. I was like, I don't like this very much. And then by the end, you know, he won me over. Yeah, I saw it like just when I Googled him and 
I saw an article, didn't read it, just saw the title. It says he's the best and worst of France. I was like, well, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but all right. Yeah, no, that checks out. Um, does he not to you also look like a thicker uh, version of what's his face? You know who I'm talking about because you're right. He does look like that. Don't mm. make me look him up. Don't make me. Don't do it. Don't do it. Haley said it too earlier. She mentioned who it was and I was like, oh yeah, and I forgot it. You're going to make me find who it is because I can't mm. remember a darn name and sit with you. Right. That's what Christoph Waltz. He's a thick Christoph Waltz. Oh, yeah. He's French Christoph. There you go. No, that's good. <clears throat> um, I will say, look, at the end of the movie, they have their little speech. She talks the guy down from the ledge. LL Cool J arrives from his hike up the mountain and he gives her the speech and they do the kiss. And it's like, you know, we, we knew it was going to end this way. But, but it's still nice. It's still a nice moment. And so then they close up and then they're like, all right, now it's end montage time. And they do like the, this person went on to do this and this person. And is, <laughs> it is was weird. so cheesy. It was so weird. I, I couldn't, I was like, you know, you won me over a little with the ending and then you kind of threw it all away at the end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I know what you're saying. Um, before- well, because it's one of those things where you're like, oh, well, when it's a biopic, it's nice to be like, oh, what did the real people? But it's like, these are all invented characters. And it, I mean, it was more of like the cut and paste fake photographs, too. I was like, oh, you no, you had it. You had it with the little restaurant. Emerald shows up and it's like, bam, he's there, which is nice. And then, uh, you know, I'm just saying cut the end montage, you know? Yeah. I mean, it was fun, but also, you know. It was weird. You're right. Uh, but, it, you know, it was the, you know, it was the, it was the tooth. It was 2006. You know, it was a different time. Right. Oh, here's the thing, Cody. Before right, we get to let's that, do no, this. no, before we get to that part, right. These, he, he, he comes out and he's like, got her nailed it. Right. She's been out here telling us that she's some rich, famous person. They all love her. I'm going to prove that she's nothing. <laughs> and gives the speech. And I'm like, dude, you got to read the room because one, she has not told <laughs> so you guys bad. what she does yeah. at all. <laughs> I'd never indicated that she's wealthy other than like having fun at a rich resort, which anybody can do. Uh-huh. Anybody can yeah. go and drop 10 grand on a vacation and seem rich. Yeah. You don't have to be. It's the rich people who do it all the time. Yeah. Um. So you're just going like. They have indicate. I feel like at this point, this man should have been, you know, like, I just want all you rich guys out there. Just know your friends hate you. And if you go up oh. against Queen Latifah, they're going to pick Queen Latifah every time. I would say right? that's the main moral of the picture is don't go up against Queen Latifah. Yeah, this is Queen Latifah at peak Queen Latifah, right? That when she was getting like seven movies a year, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know. She was the she was she was Latifing hard at yeah. this point. Uh, with, well, just for a little context, in case you're curious, like what other movies were big around this time, the Academy Awards. Um, some movies that won were The Departed, Letters from Iwo Jima, Little Miss Sunshine, Half Nelson, Pursuit of Happiness, Blood Diamonds, Dream Girls. So that was the era of movies. Um, Hans Labyrinth. 
then this one uh cars of course happy feet remember happy feet so anyway there we are um if you want a few fun facts i had no idea uh i mentioned it this movie was a remake of a 1950 film with alec guinness who many may know and love as obi-wan kenobi the original um so they were like oh let's remake the movie and they're like this is great john candy will play the main character then john candy died and they're like ah shelve it don't even sweat it and then like however many years later they found the script again they're like oh it's got to be queen latifah we'll rewrite it for a a female lead and we're good to go so i I had no clue this was a remake of a film um but it was and it uh had alec guinness in it so remember him i remember him okay here's what you don't Um, understand here's what i appreciate about this film all right Fun mm-hmm. fact, this is the only film in the last 30 years where John Car- Giancarlo Esposito has been uh, not uh, played a Mex- uh, like a Hispanic character, despite not being Hispanic. Mm. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's not true, but I don't know if you are aware of the fact that uh, they really were like, yeah, no, you're definitely not white, much like Ben yeah. Diesel. Yeah. <laughs> and always have, always have him play uh, a Spanish-speaking character, and he's mm-hmm. like, "I got the Spanish accent nailed." And then you hear people who speak Spanish like, "He doesn't. He doesn't have it as well, nailed." I'm like ninety-eight percent sure he's Portuguese. Like that's his heritage is Portuguese, so it's like I think he's Brazilian or his family's Brazilian. So it is kind of funny that he's. Uh... Well, I think in Breaking Bad is that see. part of his. That, maybe that's just his character breaking bad. I think he's supposed to be I don't know if he's Spanish or like Portuguese, but so he like doesn't fit in with the Mexican cartel that he's a part of. But you know, I haven't seen Breaking Bad in a minute. No one has. No one actually saw Breaking Bad, right? Oh, well, I mean, he's Danish and um his dad is Italian. Yeah. And his uh mom is African American. So So you're right. I He's, must just be so, thinking of the Breaking Bad yeah, the plot line. That's exactly. So, Cody, I just want you to know you're in good company. You're in company with every single uh, Hollywood executive. Cool. Ever. As long as I fit in with the other racists, that's where I want to be. Yeah. Like, Giancarlo Esposito, Vin Diesel, same. Both not white. Right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, some more fun facts. So Queen Latifah makes a duck hash thingy. She puts on some little croutons, you know, for her demo. LL Cool Jake doesn't eat duck. So um, they had like Food Network people come and do a lot of the cooking and like teach Queen Latifah some things. He doesn't eat duck. Part of the reason. You said? Well, the, yeah, I think that's why they got to uh, use emerald and stuff. Like Anyway, so they had to like swap out the duck for him to eat his little bite. You know that? Isn't that fun? No, but... but- no, Cody, you said that L, like, no, 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 no. L, I mean, cool Jake like, doesn't. No, I don't. You'd be duck. like, I don't eat literally anything else. And there's a reason for it. I, so if I came into a place, I'm like, I don't eat duck. That means I just. I have a personal beef with duck. There's no. Yeah. Well, LL Cool J has rapped extensively about his beef with ducks. I think maybe his brother was killed at a. At a petting zoo or something. I don't know. There's some history there, obviously. So, But wouldn't that make you want to eat the ducks? <clears throat> Just to really 
stick give it, it to him, you yeah, know, just to really to show it. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm not one to tell LL Cool J how to take his vengeance, you know? Doesn't eat duck. A dangerously insane human being. You know, I don't eat duck either, but that's more just because I don't order duck. Do you Here's eat duck, thing. Cody? I do. Look, it's I mean, it's a stretch to say I do eat duck. I I would say I have eaten duck and I'm not opposed to eating duck. But it's also like I don't I don't eat duck in that, like, no one's out here offering me duck. But you, you don't know? eat it. You know what I'm saying? Cody, I want you. But to, I do eat it. Like I do. Like no. I would. I want you at your next uh, business meeting introduce yourself <laughs> as Cody, and then be like, I don't eat. Just I don't eat seal. Just so you guys know, just to get <laughs> just this out of the way ahead of time. Me, I uh, I don't eat. I don't eat seal. I don't eat panda. You know, it's just a <laughs> it's a religious thing. Don't eat panda. Like just drop that on people. That's what I'm saying. What LL, what you yeah. drop it on me? I'm on a rodent free diet. I just want everyone to be aware of that. I I don't eat rodents. Yeah, yeah. that's a little lot, a little out there. I don't know why, but uh, it's we're here. Here's the other thing. This will give you some context to this movie and maybe it'll um maybe it'll help you understand where it's coming from. So the writers of this movie, uh first off it's a writing team, okay? So, writing team who made this movie made I mean they only made a handful of pictures, but they're very well known. So, they also wrote the movie the movie Wild Wild West. They also wrote the movie Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and they also wrote the movie how the Grinch Stole Christmas, and like one other movie. So really kind of a bizarre resume. Um, but there you go. Roger Rabbit, Wild Wild West, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and Last Holiday, and Shrek the Third. So there you go. That's their... Oh. Uh, so I don't know. It's a weird one. I don't know how to judge them based on that resume. You know what I'm saying? I mean... I would say those movies all fall within a similar, yeah. Range? Yeah. Range of quality? I mean, I would say How the Grinch Stole Christmas is probably the best of that group. Although Roger Rabbit's not bad. Who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know. It's not good. I though. don't know. Well, but it's not Wild People Wild West. I think it's good because so. it was like, oh, man. But look, Wild Wild West, you're trying to tell me. That Will Smith gave up the role of Neo for a bad movie. <laughs> Next, you know, you're going to get out here spitting insane things. All right. I you mean, know, you're probably going to say something like, oh, Matt Damon gave up a percentage. Kevin Klein's acting career for 10 years. Who? Kevin Klein. Exactly. Know. You got it. You got it. You know, like just chalk that up with insane statements like Matt Damon giving up a percentage of Avatar ticket sales. Not a percentage, ten percent. Ten percent. It's so upsetting. Oh man. Yeah. So, uh, so there you go. Oh man, Giancarlo. I literally wanted. I was like, "Where's the Ito go, Giancarlito?" That can't be right. That was me at the beginning of this podcast trying to figure out Giancarlo. Esposito. Well, you look at his name too, and it's like I'm always like, I don't know how to pronounce his name, and then I look at his name, and I'm like. That's not what I was expecting every single time. When I look at it and I'm like, I, if I didn't know how to pronounce his name, I would look at it and be like, all right, 
this is definitely one of those ones where it's like, how do you pronounce this? Oh, it's pronounced Kevin. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know a lot of people that are half Italian and half black. So it's just, he's an amazing, he's just an amazing enigma of a man. Yeah. And he's so good at his villains, you know? He gets way too into him. That's what's scary about it. I need, I need a movie written for him as an Italian black man. That's what I need, you know? No, because he's definitely I'm trying not. trying to think of like a movie I've ever white. seen where there was an Italian black man, you know? Yeah. But Cody, Hollywood has decided he's Hispanic, right? He is a Latino man. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. Oh, wow. LL Cool J is in this movie. You know what I'm saying? I know He's what you're saying. In it. I gotta tell you, Cody, when it, so he came in and it was said, uh, you know, LL Cool J's in the movie, and I was like, cool. And I know the name LL Cool J. And then I was like, oh, that's it's him. He is LL Cool J. And I tell you, Cody, I did not link them as the same person. And it really shattered my universe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Really just threw a wrench in all cool my plans. Been all over the place. Here's the thing about this movie. I um I think I think the directing let it down more than the writing. And I think a few of the actors do a pretty good job of what they're going for, but just like the camera work isn't there and the lighting isn't there and the editing is a little wonky. And I think you can blame the director for that. You know, I think that's fair to say that like those three things not linking up to make this like a slightly better movie. Cause I feel like this script, I mean, it's a reboot, so it has to be a decent like story to begin with, but well, I think there's a better movie within this movie. You know? Oh yeah. No, I think this is a classic case of like, like you said, this movie was cause even Timothy Hutton, who I don't it's like. It's a good I cast. Think, too. Yeah. Like even I mean, look at the cast. It's a pretty good cast. Yeah. They're all perfect for the roles. They all did a great job. I think, yeah, you're right. It's like, they did as you good as they better, could do. You shot it better. You edited it better. This movie yeah. could be a lot better than where it's at. Yeah. It's Queen Latifah, hmm. Cody. The Equalizer, all right? It's, it's uh, yeah, the Equalizer. <laughs> oh, man. Queen Latifah. It's just crazy to me because, like, Queen Latifah to me is an actress, which is wrong. Like, she's a very accomplished musician, and I just know nothing about her catalog except that she was in the Chicago movie soundtrack, you know? Yeah. But at this point, and hasn't that's she done the, the movies longer than the, the music? Yeah, but that's usually the case when you're her age and she's been working consistently. But, you know, she's still at the end of the day. <laughs> 30 Rock, These they're trying to find a celebrity to die because it's the rules of three. You know, it's like two celebrities have died and like, who's the third one going to be? I don't want it to be me. Finds Jimmy Fallon and he's like, are you famous? And he's like, well, I was, you know, I've got my own TV show because he's on late night, Jimmy Fallon at the time, Tonight Show or whatever. He's like, no, no, are you famous? He's like, I was in a Queen Latifah movie because they, they were in Taxi together. Ah, I remember Taxi. I mean, Queen Latifah survived some flops, you know? Yeah. And here she is sitting at the top of the mountain as the equalizer. Oh, yeah. I mean, even this movie, did you happen to take a look at the Budget box office data? Nah. No, I don't. I mean, the budget's got to be like. Careful now. 
it's hard because like the production value isn't there except they did shoot it at a very expensive hotel and there are like action sequences i mean 20 million i will say just to give you a second chance here is it 20 i feel like this one this is a a i would put this kind of in the realm of like a standard you know like this wasn't like a small indie movie, but it's not like the biggest movie of the year, but it's a standard like, no, no, we expect this movie to make us millions of dollars. So what? What are we talking? 35? 45. 45 million? 45 I mean, million. for a $45 million movie, it doesn't look great. No. I mean, that's the thing. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think all the pieces were there. Like you said, I think it's just the only thing that could make that many pieces fall apart on a, with these kinds of people and like this location is yeah the director had to do not a very good job yeah like the director just made the movie you know like didn't it just was like looked at the old movie and said we'll just make that again versus you know you know there's no quentin tarantino out here you know not gonna tell jamie fox to act like a slave and then slap him and tell him to get out there you know yeah, I don't think he I did mean, the second thing, but you know. Nah, he did. He did, but no one's going to talk about it. So the other thing is the director is kind of a weird a weird resume as well. His top four movies are Smoke, Chen is Missing, Made in Manhattan, and Life is Cheap. What? But Toilet Paper is Expensive. <laughs> so which is, it, he also has like a weird resume of like, oh, he's done one or two like Decently successful rom-coms, but also like just a lot of nothing, you know? Yeah. When all your top four movies, the average IMDb score is like 6.0, you know, it's like, oh, okay, not, you know, he's there. He's doing it, but I don't know. It's just kind of a weird, uh, I don't know. It just looked weird. It could have been more. But do you want to hazard a guess on what the movie made, though? Oh, did it make like... Queen Latifah, Cody. It's a known film. You oh know? yeah, Queen Latifah. Eighty million. How much? Eighty. Eighty. Eight zero. Yeah. Forty-three million. Forty, almost forty-three and a half oh, million dollars. All right. Well, <clears throat> I tried. Let's talk about how it isn't a Christmas movie, even a little bit. Not even a little bit. It is. <laughs> it takes place in December, and that is it. She is on holiday in the sense that she's on a vacation. Like, it's not a holiday movie. She's literally, in the British sense, taking a holiday. She's on holiday. She's on a vacation, as we would call it in the States. Look, I've been to New Orleans. I've Uh, rode the trolley. Can you pronounce it correctly, please? I've been to New Orleans, all right? (laughs) I've been there. I've eaten the food. I called it. I was like, hold on a second. I think they're in New Orleans. And then later they were like, New Orleans. I was confused because she was like, I haven't been north of Mobile, Alabama. And I was like, oh, okay. So, the, but then he was like, the Charlotte Hornets game. Like, Charlotte is way further up. So I was confused. I got very confused. I was trying to do the math in my head of like, well, if they're south of Mobile, Alabama, but they're also going to a Hornets game because shouldn't it have been a Pelicans game? I thought it was Pelicans. I thought it was Pelicans. And I thought he said Charlotte. He said Charlotte Hornets. I didn't hear him say Pelicans. I thought he said the Charlotte Hornets game. I thought like the tickets were like the Pelicans and the Hornets. So yeah, I get it. I'm so sure it's, it, oh, you're not gonna if say- they're in New Orleans, it has to be the Pelicans. Yeah. But what I'm saying is I heard Charlotte Hornets and got very confused about the geography of this film. Well, Cody, here's the thing. For a game, in, a, in a sport game, 
There's okay. two teams. But like, hold on. That's like if you're in Kansas City and you're like, do you want to go to the Chargers game? It's like, well, no, it's, it's a Chiefs game. If you're from Kansas City, you're going to be rooting for the Chiefs. You're going to the Chiefs stadium. It's a Chiefs game, you know? So was, I was confused. Yeah. But also, which Chiefs I need you to rewind game? back to the movie and I need you to see uh, the part where he, does he say Hornets? Because also you wouldn't say Charlotte Hornets Pelicans game because you would just say, whatever, it's fine. So my thing is they never went to the game. Right. Because she died. What's that about? The machine, they mentioned it was used, but the machine was broken. Here's the thing. I did appreciate this because the nice, uh, the nice uh, Indian man Mm -hmm. who is the doctor who gives the bad skin, he shows up as such like a frail and like sad and unconfident person. I was like, I feel bad. I feel bad for this casting because I like that actor. But then at the end of the day, he saves the day because he's like, hey, I figured it out. It's the machine's fault. And I was really happy that he got the W because he showed up to the other doctor, you know, the second opinions office. And he's like, did you tell her? And he's like, you know, and I I felt so bad for him. He's so, so meek and mild, you know, and and weak. He was a weak boy. Anyway, I'm just glad he came through with the W at the end. I was very proud of him. And I thought it was a good writing choice, you know? Yeah. Made me feel better. No, I get you. But I got to tell you, I'm slipping. I'm, 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 I'm flipping through these uh, pictures. Yeah. And uh, the, the DVD cover of this movie. Yeah. Is crazy. Yeah. It is Queen Latifah in her red dress looking, you know, very Latifah-esque. LL Cool Latifah-ish. J standing off like a goober. Holding a rose, just like, mm. just like a nerd. All right, where I'm fairly yeah. certain that's not him. They just had a yeah. dude, and then they like put his head over the other person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Copy paste, right? Much like the scrapbook. Yeah. The book of possibilities. The chef looks like he's planning to kill Queen Latifah. <laughs> the bad guy looks like yes. they're best friends, and yep. the. uh the business associate lady that's sleeping with the the bad guy first off is like looks like she's six feet behind them, but she's the same height as the bad guy and is obviously looking yeah. at the wrong mark. Mm-hmm. Like the wrong spot. They're all supposed to be looking at the same spot to make it look like they're looking at Queen Latifah and she is not looking at that spot. Oh, there is a dog on the set. And she's looking at the dog. All right. You don't believe me, Cody, but it's, let me tell you. I mean, if you don't drop me a snip, I'm going to freak I'm, out on you. I, I Let me tell you what I'm, it's who it's, uh, I'm trying. All right. I am, uh, I'm, oh goodness. I'm in the page source, right? Are you happy now? Mm-hmm. I'm just, this will probably get you to the same spot. So I'm just going to drop this here in the general chat. Just copy paste. Boom. There's a link to it. There you go. That'll get you there. That'll get you there. Is it in a different language? You bet your sweet booty it is, Cody. (laughs) I think that's the Italian one. Yeah, it's Italian. Oh, look at LL Cool J. What a goob. (laughs) He does look murderous. 
Oh, man. And they here's the real crime, though. Giancarlo Esposito is left off this DVD cover, and that makes me mad. So does the other guy who looks like he's wearing a face over his face. What's that guy's name? He was funny because he just popped up. I just watched The Watcher, and he's in there, and uh, I thought the same thing. I was like, what kind of prosthetics is he wearing? Is this that guy who plays Doc Ock with prosthetics on? Michael Norrie. Um, nope, it's just his face. And then I was like, oh, he's younger now, so he's going to look less like he's wearing a face on his face. Nope, he still looks like he's wearing a face on his face. So there uh, you go. Yeah. Ooh, well, Tyler, uh, do you want to hazard a guess at the Rotten Tomatoes of this one? The tomato meter and the audience score? I'm going to guess uh, like a 60%, whatever that is. On is that It's a uh, 55 tomato meter, 67 audience score. So, you know, you did all right. I uh what I guess the last question is what uh what do you rate it? I'm gonna go with a C. I'll give it a solid C. I think it was a good middle of the road movie that uh, if someone threw it on, I wouldn't be happy, but I wouldn't be like, oh my gosh. But you know, yeah, I think um I think I'm gonna drop a C minus on it, you know, and it really just because be I giggled petty. a couple times, and you know, it's a nice it's a nice landing, a nice little message. And it's enough to redeem it for a C minus, but um, you know, it's not not great. Yeah, it could have been great. I think not. I mean, if it's the holidays and you're gonna pick this over any of like the other top ten Christmas movies, I'm you know I'm not gonna be very pleased about it. Yeah, you know, you could be picking Die Hard or anything else. Yep. Tiffany, what would you give the movie? <laughs> Tiffany gives it an A. An A. Wow, high praise. I praise. That's right. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe we'll get a real Christmas movie out uh, before too long. Oh, we but, will. But uh, for now, this is, this is what we got. Yeah. That's all I've got to say. I mean, that's all there is to say. You know, it's, la- it's the last holiday, and that's the last thing to say. Um, I believe it's the Ultima Vacanza. So that's it. I want to say thanks to everyone for listening. You can share us, follow us wherever you find your podcasts. And we're online at Opinion Havers on social media. You can yell at us there. You can check out what we're posting or memes. And we want to hear what movies you want us to do. Until next time, watch movies. And have opinions. Nothing, nothing. Got to get out. Um, I got to go because I got to buy some Lean Cuisines. Okay. Okay. Lean Cuisines. Got to get them.